Real Exam English, Season 2, Episode 2, City and Country. Hello and welcome to Real Exam English. Today's episode is City versus Country. You're going to hear loads of urban and rural vocabulary. We analyze the language used to give a speculative opinion. And we have some great words and expressions to describe work skills. We also have our first dialogue. The two guys from the We Dig Music podcast have a chat for us about the city and the country. So yeah, loads of really great stuff for you today. Let's crack on with the questions. Would you rather live in the countryside or in the town or city? Um, so right now I live in a town. Um, you know, a, a town of, I've, I've lived in a city. I, I've lived in the, in, in the countryside, I suppose. And I, now I live in a town. Um, uh, I think I'd prefer um, the town country as compared to the city. Um, where I live is a town that has a lot of country surrounding it, which is convenient because I get a little bit of bo both worlds. Um, so there's, there's nice amenities nearby as far as, you know, the grocery stores and hardware stores and, whatever else that, that we may need as far as going to the store is concerned, as well as, um, you know, other, other facilities like uh, gyms and, and, and swimming pools and so forth for and parks for, for children to enjoy. Um, but of course, I, I do enjoy the, the, the peacefulness of the countryside and, and the space between neighbors and, and so forth. So this is kind of a happy medium there where I can have convenience and country not too far away. Um, I think that the city life is something that is, is, in, is enjoyable for certain people, maybe, you know, some people all the time and some other people maybe at certain times in their life. Okay, so here's our first lot of urban vocabulary. We have amenities or amenities, as the speaker pronounced it in his U.S. accent. We had grocery stores, hardware stores, facilities, gyms, swimming pools, parks, and so forth. This expression and so forth is a great way to finish giving a list of items. It basically means etc., and can be a useful expression when you're giving a list of items and you blank out and you can't think of what else to add. For example, the shop sells tools, paintbrushes, utensils, and so forth. So this answer is showing a lot of topic relevant vocabulary to the examiner, which is a great way to make a good impression. What advice would you give to someone from a rural area who is planning to go and live in a megacity? Uh, be prepared. Make sure wherever you choose to live has like um, garage parking, because if you have to depend on on the street parking, you might have to sleep outside like I had to one night. I was visiting my mom in New York and there were no more parking spots and I had to just sleep in the car until the morning someone left out for work. Yeah, so city life, just be prepared for the busyness and people always zooming past you. It's, it's gonna be a lot of fun, but just be prepared, do your research. Do you think that having security cameras in towns and cities is a good way of making sure people follow the rules? I wouldn't say it 
it's a good way of making them follow the rules. However, when people break the rules, it'll come in handy because you can see who did it. But I don't think that's a deterrent at all because I know that there's cameras in some of the worst parts of the city and it doesn't stop anything. It just, once it happens, you know, the law enforcement can go back and look and, you know, see who was involved. But I don't think it's a deterrent or anything like that, unfortunately. I like the connectors in this last answer. We had, I wouldn't say it's a good way of making them follow the rules. However, when people break the rules, it'll come in handy because you can see who did it. But I don't think that's a deterrent at all because I know that there's cameras in some of the worst parts of the city. So remember that discourse markers like this are essential to give your answer a nice structure and to keep the examiner happy. To what extent do you think people in cities today have lost touch with nature? It's a good question. I think it really depends on the, on the people and the type of city. I mean, if you're, if you're talking about megacities, I think it's much harder in a megacity to be in touch with nature, particularly in a built-up environment, a very, very urban environment. So, for example, in central London, where you've got a, a pro- proliferation of high-rise buildings and not a huge amount of green space, and that can be parks or any other kind of, sort of open areas, it is really quite hard to be... Um, in touch with nature because it's not really around you. It's a concrete jungle as opposed to, you know, something that's that's, that's green. Uh, that said, I mean, there are a number of very, very good parks. How do children brought up in a city differ from those brought up in the countryside? Oh, I think probably children who are brought up in, in urban environments tend to be a little bit more streetwise, um, perhaps a little bit more cynical. Um, you know, I think that they are, they are not quite as in touch with nature as, as, as children who were brought up in smaller towns or, or villages. Um, I think children that live in cities generally tend to grow up, um, a good deal faster than those who live in slightly less urban environments. Oh my God. I love the intensifiers used here. We had a little bit more cynical, not quite as in touch with nature a good deal faster, slightly less urban. Isn't this so much better than just saying the normal comparative instead of faster, say a good deal faster? This use of intensifiers is very typical in English when speaking about something that is in fact, you're telling the speaker, this is only my opinion. And in our example here, it was even amplified by the use of adverbs and other speculative language. So we had perhaps a little bit more cynical. I think they're not quite as in touch. They generally tend to grow up a good deal faster. Awesome stuff there. I love it. For transcripts of the podcast, please go to the Real Exam English website. That's realexamenglish.com. As well as the transcripts, you can find information there about online classes, Whether you are looking for exam preparation classes in groups or individual classes for exam prep, general revision, business English, or just conversational English, then check out the website for more information, realexamenglish.com. Would you rather live in the countryside or in a town or city? I'd rather live in the countryside but not too far from a town so you can still get your shopping. 
<laughs> but far enough so you've got like lovely country views and um, that sort of thing. I, I prefer to live in the country. Uh, my mum lives in the country. She's got an old farm. So, um, yeah, it's quite nice, actually. She has really, really lovely views. But they've only done half of it up, so they've done the farm house up and they live in that. Nice phrasal verb here at the end, to do something up, like they've done the farmhouse up. This means that they've repaired it or improved it and this phrasal verb is normally used for buildings, cars, boats, that kind of stuff. Would you rather live in the countryside or in a town or city? I would rather live in the countryside. I grew up on a cattle ranch in the panhandle of Texas. So it was several thousand acres with wide open spaces. And uh, unfortunately, that was a lifestyle that it, the, the money just wasn't there for as many people in the family that wanted to do it. And so I swapped and, and I came kind of into came into town, so to speak. What advice would you give to someone from a rural area who is planning to go and live in a megacity? Um, I think that the biggest thing is use all of the skills that you learned growing up in a small area and apply them to a larger area, if that makes sense. So to, to survive as a business in a small town, you have to be brutally honest and you have to get along with people because if you don't, then nobody in your town will do business with you. And I think that those skills, those soft skills, translate really well into a big city environment. So you can be shrewd and be businesslike, but your communication and your interpersonal skills will translate well into a big city environment. So use those skills that you developed kind of growing up in your chosen city. Okay, so we heard lots of skills mentioned here. It's actually really useful vocabulary. Very often you are asked in speaking exams about what skills people in photographs need in order to do whatever they're doing in the pictures. Also, you need language about skills if you need to write a letter, such as a job application or perhaps in a report or proposal. So in our answer here, we heard about soft skills, which are skills you need to fit in in a workplace. That's things like manners, motivation, attitude and flexibility. We also heard communication and interpersonal skills, being businesslike, shrewd and brutally honest. So loads of great language packed into one answer. Okay, so the quality of the audio isn't great for this next speaker. However, it includes lots of really good vocabulary and grammar, so I thought it would be useful to include it. If you can't follow what the speaker is saying, then make sure to check out the transcript on realexamenglish.com. How would life in a modern megacity differ from life in an ordinary city or large town? So I'm, I live in Brussels where I think the population is under 2 million, maybe 1.5 million, something like that. I did live in London before where the pace was very different. What I like about a more ordinary city like Brussels is that it's big and small at the same time. So there's a huge variety of options available to me, whether that's restaurants or bars or cultural events. And it rarely takes me more than an hour to get anywhere within the city. But what I miss from bigger cities and what I think is the characteristic of a more modern city is technology, efficiency and innovation. What do you think governments and city councils should do to improve life in cities? I am a big fan of improving air pollution in cities. It's so common, you know, in, in Europe and beyond that due to kind of urban planning in the past, cars dominate especially in Brussels and I think much more 
time and effort should be given to things that will improve air pollution, such as everything from congestion charges to improving public transport, improving cycle paths, because it makes the city more livable. And very often, actually, it boosts the economy when places are pedestrianized. Sometimes there's a bit of a fear from the local businesses that there will be less people because there's less people coming by car and therefore they won't be able to carry as much or they're just there for a walk. But actually research shows that people are much more likely to spend money. So for me, that's that's a win-win-win in every situation. In the first answer here, we had an example of a cleft sentence used to give emphasis. That was, what I like about Brussels is that it's big and small at the same time. We have plenty of city vocabulary too, uh, congestion charges, which is money you need to pay to access a city centre using a car. We had urban planning, public transport, cycle paths, pedestrianised streets. So like with our first answer earlier, if this was an exam question, you would really impress the examiner with so much topic relevant vocabulary. Okay, so next up is a dialogue. The format is from a Cambridge B2 or C1 exam. And the question that is being discussed is, why might these things be important when considering moving to a rural area? There are five options for the pair to discuss. We have sense of community, leisure opportunities, work opportunities, transport, and scenic views. The chat went on for quite a while, so this is a shorter edited version. Why might these things be important when considering moving to a rural area? Titles that we've got of why, you know, why might these things be considered be important? Got sense of community, leisure opportunities, work opportunities, transport, and scenic views. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sense of community. I think I had a better sense of community when I lived in a rural area. Anyway. Yeah, like we, I, I never had one when I lived in Tamworth as such, really, but. Kenilworth, where I live now, is wonderful. Loads of very good community stuff. When I think of a sense of community, I think, well, you were part of it. Oh, yeah, the Tamworth so music scene. Be, that's, Tamworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in Birmingham, I don't really feel like they have any of that, but I am a 38-year-old dad now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that, then, that's it. There is probably that there, but we aren't. Yeah, yeah. No, not for us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So it's not, you know, I've, I, I've got, I don't think that's important to me as much anymore because I've got loads of really good friends and can keep in contact with them wherever they are through technology. Yes. And uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be in the area where I am because I can drive to it, you know, as long as it's not the other side of the world. There is that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, leisure opportunities-wise, like I... I it's 50-50. I like, there's loads of really nice places to walk, which is lovely. And I, I like being out in nature and wandering around and stuff yeah. like that. But, you know, in the city, I mean, that- there was like, there was the pub, there were libraries, there was cinemas close at hand and stuff like that. So I think there were more leisure opportunities that are weather appropriate. You've got or, more, more restaurants and that kind of thing, obviously, in a, in a city, but... The kind of leisure that I do, again, is, is walking these days, so um, I'm all right with that wherever it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that would suit um, you then. And, yeah. I mean, I think that ties into scenic views as well then, because you're, you're walking, you know, you, yeah. you'd love some of the walks I, around here. I mean, you've, you come out 
came out on a walk with me the other week, didn't you? And work opportunities wise, I think maybe there's less opportunity than there is yeah. in a city. But there shouldn't be because it's 2020 and now, as people have realised over the last year, most people can work from home and, you know, should do anyway. Yeah. I, I don't think that's as much of a um, consideration to me anymore. No. As long as I can get a good internet connection where I am, uh, hopefully I can continue doing what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, I guess if you're moving into a rural location, you have to think about transport links because... Yes. The original plan when we were moving is because I work m- further north of here, so I, I'm now closer. Yeah. Like, my commute was between an hour and two hours, dependent on how broken the M6 was, so... Yeah. It's better. I'm, like, 45 minutes all the time Yeah. now. Uh, but we would have moved closer... So it was equidistant between mine and my wife's work locations, but she yeah. also wanted to be near a train station, and that there is the problem. Yes. Got to be where the rail rail network is. Yeah. So All things to be considered. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, but it all depends on the person, you know. For different people, different things are going to be important. Yeah. If we look at this from an examiner's viewpoint, Obviously, the pronunciation, intonation, and vocabulary used is excellent. However, you're also usually marked on interaction. And if you have a dialogue in your English exam, it's often the only place to show off your interaction skills. So you need to show some nice expressions for agreeing and disagreeing, making suggestions, and coming to a conclusion. Now, while the two speakers we listen to interact very naturally, The only phrase we hear to agree is yeah, or yes, or yeah, yeah. This is how friends chat in real life, but if the objective is to impress the examiner, then you need to have more expressions like absolutely, that's true, I'm afraid I disagree, I take your point, or whatever. Okay, if you need a list of expressions, then take a look over on the Real Exam English website. That's it for today, folks. If you want to practice some of the vocabulary you learned, then why not write a paragraph about why you would prefer to live in the city or the country and what skills you would need to survive there? I'll put a post on Facebook and Instagram with the question if you want to send your paragraph in. It would be great to see them. And remember, if you want to retain the language you learned, then you have to put it into practice. To borrow a phrase from rugby, you got to use it or lose it. Okay, guys. That's it. Have a great week. All the best, Trevor.